Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bears Review. I am Tyler Flush. I'm joined by my co-host and father, Brian Flush. Bear down. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. We are recording this a little late. This is Tuesday, the October 16th. This is after the uh, Monday night game. We 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 had someone go on vacation, so we're adjusting, but it's fine because it would probably have been a totally different podcast if we would have came out here and did it the way we normally do, which is straight after the game. And we would have been quite angry. Quite angry, indeed. Um, let's just uh, let's just go and get into it. Um, this is the first time we were wrong all year. We both had this as a win. In our predictions, so okay, let's just let's, <laughs> there's so much shit to talk about. Let's talk about going into the game beforehand. What were your thoughts? Ryan Tannehill, they pulled him, they said, Hey, he hurt his shoulder oh. in Oakland. Brock Osweiler will be the starting quarterback. You know, I was I was thrilled, and then I got to thinking, Wow, um. We're going against a guy who I think we can sack four or five times. I was excited. Yeah, I was too. Um, for those who don't know, though, Brock Osweiler has beaten us every time he's gotten a start with a team. Yeah, they're calling him the Bear Slayer. Yeah, I completely disagree with that because I think he is an overrated quarterback, and I think his performance, and we'll talk about it, we're going to break down each quarter. I think his performance was overall just garbage. I'll say it. I'm not afraid, and I'm not bitter about it because I do believe at the end of the day we deserve to lose the game. I'm renaming him Outweiler. He's been out his whole career. You're a little late on that one. He's been out his whole career. It was actually ouch. Ouch. ouch you said ouch? I thought you said ow. I was no, like, he's been out. No, ouch, okay. Weiler. Ouch is a lot better. It's still bad. It's a little better. It's a dad joke. <laughs> well aware. Thank you. So, the first quarter was... I just want to talk about the first quarter. So, we got outscored the first quarter 7 to nothing. Brock Eisweiler did a little dump out, five-yard pass to... Um, Nick O'Leary. Can we talk about this Nick O'Leary? Nick O'Leary is a tight end who I have never even heard of until this game. They schemed... I have to give my hat off to Adam Gase. He schemed the shit out of us with Nick O'Leary. Yeah, he absolutely did. I, 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 I was hearing names I hadn't heard before. I mean, it, this, was, this was crazy. But how he schemed us with Nick O'Leary is he, Nick O'Leary basically the whole game... Adam Gase said, and you could see from the first quarter, we are not going to let Khalil Mack beat us. We have a poor offensive line. They had Nick O'Leary, the tight end, chip, and hit, uh, he was he was getting chipped every second. Well, it, it was very clear from the from the very beginning of the game is they started fast, they threw fast, and is it just my imagination, but did our Bears look like they were in slow motion after the bye? We were flat. That our whole defense was flat, and the sad part is the defense still got three turnovers. Yeah, and it, we were flat. Oh, I, I, I thought we were literally 
Um, I mean, it was like we were wearing concrete shoes. We just couldn't get moving. You know, and I don't know. I've said this before, and I strongly feel this way. If no one knows, the temperature in that game was 104 degrees. Now, players do a lot of warming up and a lot of running around and a lot of drills hours before the game. I don't think I think that killed us. I, I I know people are probably going well. How you know other teams go into Miami and do that, but the heat is a factor. And let me tell you why the heat's a factor. Real quick, Tom Brady has lost a lot of games down in Miami. It's a different beast. The Patriots have lost a lot of games. Miami is so hot and muggy that those players are used to it. Though they live down there, they play down there. So you're not Our, you're not saying it's an issue that they didn't hydrate. You're just saying because I think they worn the, themselves out. Yeah, yeah. Because we, I've never seen the Bears look that flat coming out. Oh, they yeah. It was just incredible. At, at first, I I thought, okay, maybe it's the rust after you after a bye week. You know, you always have a little bit of that. Maybe a player needs to get hit in the mouth, wake him up. Right. Exactly. Maybe deliver a big I, hit. I kept waiting for us to wake up. And Rip Van Winkle never woke up. No, we were we were dead that whole game. Like we were so lethargic the entire game. The entire game. So let's go back to the first quarter. We just again we look flat. Uh, Cleo Mack sprains his ankle. Yeah, that hurt us. But I'm gonna be honest, still looked flat. No Floyd. No Akeem Hicks. You know what, though? There was a moment where Floyd actually picks up, and if you haven't seen it, Google it, picks up and suplexes Danny Amendola in the first quarter. Costs us a penalty, which leads to that touchdown. Honestly, my opinion, sometimes you don't like to see that in the NFL. I'm going to be completely honest. I was perfectly okay with it. I thought, hey, maybe this is what energizes our team. Maybe the game gets a little chippy. And that, that that would work in our favor. Yeah, something to spark. The the team needed did, some kind of spark. Did you have a problem with it? I, I really didn't. Um, you know, you could tell Amendola was kind of smarting off a bunch of times. If you look at the play real closely, folks, if you haven't seen it, look at the play real closely. He actually resists Floyd in, in terms of getting up after the play. And I think Floyd was like, the heck with it. You're getting body slammed, buddy. Yeah, and he did it. It's, and it's not to excuse the play, but he didn't drop him on his head. And I don't know. I'm not going to look too far into that. I stand by what I said. You know, if you want to at me, go to Twitter, at the Bears Review. I'll comment back. Listen, though, so that goes by. That doesn't really hurt us. Okay, now we're down 7 to nothing. Now the Bears offensively, we talk about, and I don't want this to turn into the Mitchell Trubisky show, and it won't, but he is such, he is the missing piece of our puzzle. I truly believe this. Um, He, I don't know how to explain this. I just, it, this sounds like a cliche. I have never seen a quarterback so hot and so cold in my whole life. I have never seen this. Yeah, and I, it's it's not game to game; it's minute by minute, play by play. Yeah, that's that's probably the scariest part about him right now. You know, he he continues to. 
the bad Trubisky continues to stare down receivers and throw into coverages that at this point in time, he should know better. But let's talk about the big play in the first. Oh, Anthony that Miller. broke my heart. Anthony Miller, and, and we've been high on this guy. You and me have both been high. The rookie. Oh, I think that kid has a ton of talent. He played in the slot and broke out. I mean, wide open. If Trubisky hits him, and we're not... There is not a guy within 20 yards around him, and Trubisky overthrows. Oh, I think he takes it to the house. No, he takes it. No, he he takes it to the house. If and you're talking about Anthony Miller, right? What I'm talking about is there's not a guy within 20 feet of him. Yeah, I know. You need to make that throw. Like, I mean, that's that, Dad. That's pitch and catch in the backyard, and you're a professional. Yeah, you, Dad. I believe you could have made that throw. You well, would have been short. But you could have made that throw. Like, seriously, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I I get it. It it was not that difficult let's, of a throw. Let, let's rewind the game clock, put you in your 20s. You make that throw? Oh, every day. Let's rewind the game clock, put you in your 40s. You're making that throw. Probably. You know? Let's up the game clock. You're 105. You're making that throw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little drastic, but that's Maybe how I felt. a little over the top there. But I, you know what? In that moment when he missed that pass, you would have said yes, because we were pissed. <laughs> we were pissed. Like, we were. We, we are emo- like, we're emotional fans. We're like anyone else out there. Yeah. It we're was... yelling at the TV. I'm, I'm yelling we don't have a quarterback. Yeah. yeah, and I jumped the gun a little bit, and I'll explain that later. Here's what happens, though. Then we go into the second quarter, right? And we come out, and we do, we do pretty good. We, uh... We run this play a lot, though. Um, we have this play where it's an RPO, and basically we put the Trubisky will put the ball in the gut of Jordan Howard, yank it out, and then do a shovel pass to Trey Burton as Trey Burton comes around the formation. So Trey Burton will start on the left-hand for- side of the formation, and then he'll come in motion. Well, he doesn't come in motion, but after the ball's hiked, he sweeps around. He pulls through the back side of the line, and then he gets a shovel pass. Yeah, what do you think of that play? It, I like it, but it, they almost caught us. Mm-hmm. But it, Miami was prepared, were they not, for that play? Very much so. Very much so. It, yeah, we, we we don't have to talk about this now, but uh, are you getting worried about Jordan Howard at all in, in our offense? A little bit. I am not going to lie. Uh, Tariq Cohen is a better runner out of the shotgun, but we need to we need to utilize Howard better, and I think that comes with Nagy. Nagy's got to understand if we have a back like okay, Trubisky is struggling with his feet right now, throwing out a shotgun. He got better this week, a lot better. He still missed them some throws. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's my problem though. Why can't we run I formations or ISOs or a single back or anything out of under center for Howard? And we don't have to run him every time. Trubisky could bootleg or something. You you have the ability with Howard. You could put Cohen in there too. You have the ability to switch it up and you have the ability. We can be a high-powered offense, I feel like, that can run down the field. Yeah. Or, or we can't. Can we not be that? We have the ability. And you tell me if I'm wrong here. We have the ability to grind out the clock and make whoever the co- opposite, the opposing quarterback, whoever he is, we have the ability eat up clock, 
eat up time and have him just sit there waiting to get in and having our defense fully rested to go. I I agree. I mean, uh, Jordan Howard's the kind of guy that when you get into November and December and you're outside and the weather's starting to get bad, you're glad you got that guy because he can grind away. Um, and, you know, he, that has a lot of value, much more value in December uh, than November. But you know where I I'm think, coming I, from. But I, I kind of disagree a little bit because I think we needed it in this game. Yeah, I, 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 won't, I won't disagree with that. Here's the thing. Howard's always been the type of guy, the more balls you give him, the stronger he gets. A little bit like, uh, you know, Marshawn. Yeah, um, no, I agree. I hear you. Let's keep going. Um, so we score at 13-23 in the second. Then we get the ball back again, and we our defense holds. We score again. A uh, nice throw to Allen Robinson, 12-yard pass. Trubisky just zinged it in That there. was beautiful. Beautiful. We'll give him credit. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful credit pass. Yeah, credit where credit's due. Uh, Tyreek Hill really came out in this game, and he also took a big step back. Him and Howard had two crucial fumbles that killed us. Oh, man. Killed us. Howard fumbled right at the goal line. Tariq then later fumbled. But those fumbles didn't hurt us as much as they probably should have. I mean, this 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 offense by the Miami Dolphins was not good. Uh, they dink and dunk. They dinked and dunked us, and I thought, you know, we'll, we'll we'll go through our thoughts after the game. We'll just I'm just gonna go through the game real quick here and wrap it up, and then we'll go on our whole thoughts. Okay? Sure. So just to let people know what happened. So basically, you have that fourth quarter. You know, they they tie it up with an Albert Wilson 43 yard. TD pass. Now we're at 21-21. At one point, though, we were up in the third quarter with 16, 6 minutes and 50 seconds to go. We were up 21-10. to We blew a 21-10 to lead. Now, Anthony, you know, so they come back. They kick a field goal. Then we have that fumble. Then Albert Wilson comes back with a short screen play. And, you know, when you look at some guys, you're just like, wow, he's faster than everyone else on the field. Is that not Albert Wilson? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't help that we missed several tackles. We did. To get him. Yeah. We, um, but, you know, the guy's fast. Yeah. And but, uh, well, we, we should go through some tackling drills this week. Definitely. Uh, and then they kick a field goal. Then Albert Wilson catches, you know, he, he gets that another. Then Anthony, he got that screen pass. And he, then Anthony Miller, wide open again, almost in the same identical route. And this time, you know, boom, <laughs> he hits him. Trubisky hits him easy. Trubisky hit, caught fire in the second half. Hits him in stride, in fact. I want to talk about this before we go on to overtime. Kyle Fuller played an outstanding game all around. I think he was our best defensive player. He had two interceptions on the day. That interception he did on Brock Osweiler right before halftime, I looked at you, I said, that could be a game changer, and it was. Yeah, it it turned the momentum of the game around. When they came out in the second half, we saw a completely different team. Yeah, we got that momentum. They were driving on us. We picked them, Fuller picked them off. I mean, Osweiler can't throw. He can't throw more than 15 yards down the field, which makes me wonder why we weren't doing more press coverage. 
I, I still don't understand that. But then let's, you know, that happens. We get another interception. Let, let's just get into the basics. Let's go right to it. Let's talk overtime. Overtime, they drive down. They get the ball at the six-yard line. Or not the six-yard line, the six-inch line. Literally, they're six inches away. They drive down on us. They're six inches away from the goal line. Here's where I thought Miami was stupid. We have all seen Drew Brees do the jump over. He is what? Drew Brees, is? they have him listed as six foot. He is no more than 5'9", 5'10". We are all aware of this. We have seen pictures. Peyton Manning next to him looks like a giant. Peyton Manning is a giant, but he's not, you know, according to the stats, he's only Peyton's 6'7", and he's six foot, so it'd only be a six-inch difference. It's about a foot, okay? <laughs> so what I'm trying to get at here is Brock Osweiler is the tallest quarterback in the league. He's six foot eight. Why they didn't just have him do a QB sneak, he could have just stood there and reached his arm out. doesn't matter if the ball gets knocked out. Once it breaks the plane, it's a touchdown. Instead, they go with the handoff to Kenyon Drake, and I'm going to be honest, a little bit of luck. Oh, a little bit. I don't a th- lot of luck. I don't think Hicks, Akeem Hicks hadn't really shown up all day, breaches his hand out there, fumble, Bears recover in the end zone, and overtime, and now only a field goal. That's all we need is a field goal to win. Yeah. Well, what's what we're about to talk, about is what really, really gets me. Okay, and we'll get into it. Okay. So we get the ball, and we start driving down the field pretty easily, yes. pretty consistently. We're thinking, and I'm thinking in my head, we're going to win. Now, I don't know what you're about to say, so I'm going to let you take it from here about what really ticks you off, because there's something else that ticks me off, too. Well, I... Go ahead and go with yours. Mine's going to involve the kicker, and I think you're you've got an issue before the kicker in terms of what happens. No, you go. Okay, you go. I want to well, hear yours. I I was really really frustrated because we got into a position. I thought we could have made one more play, but instead we go to kick the field goal. Now the field goal, just to let people know, it was a fifty-three yard field goal. Cody Parkey's career long was fifty-four. Yeah. And quite honestly, we're looking at each other and saying, saying, you know, we used to have a guy that was on this team, the most accurate field goal kicker in NFL history, I believe, for the number of kicks he's done. guy by the name of Robbie Gold. And I think Robbie could have absolutely nailed this one right down the middle. And it's just so frustrating that we have picked up a bunch of kickers and it seems like this particular kicker though he's done somewhat he's been okay this year uh, he, he just totally um blew it uh, i i was just i was frustrated you he had the leg but he shanked it right yeah he shanked it and and I, it, that part just frustrated do, me do you think that i have a question do you think that they put him in and they felt comfortable because he was a former Dolphins kicker that he's kicked in that stadium plenty of times before. He'd be able to hit that. Do you think that was part of it? I, It could have been. Um, I certainly hope not because basically you're asking a guy to, to kick nearly his career best 
in a pressure situation. And, um, you know, I, I just don't know if he's the guy. Okay. I have a different problem. In this league that we have been watching for weeks now, they have moved the field goal kicking. They have moved the extra point. They've done this years. Kickers are struggling. Why is why are we depending on a kicker when we are moving the ball so well against him? I blame Nagy. It is BS. He should have never, ever been that conservative. He was conservative before we went in. Before overtime happened, we had what? There was about 45 seconds left on the clock, yeah. and we had all our timeouts, and Nagy took a knee. And the Dolphins got the ball. And the Dolphins, that whole game had that feel like football's about to happen to us. Football is about to happen to us. Like, sometimes you just can't predict games. That whole time, but then we, we were just teetering on that edge of, is football going to happen or are we going to football them? Like, you know what I mean, Dad? It's like yeah. we were one play away every time, but it kept going back and forth. Back, I, I, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, why don't we try to get down the field? They, I mean, they have the, – the thing that I was concerned about in the game is how good – they, they led the NFL in, in, in interceptions. The Dolphins did. Now – the one knock I have on Trubisky, I just want to go back real quick, is he did throw an interception into double coverage after a touchdown got brought back by a bullshit call where they called Trey Burton for an illegal pick. But you know what? That's part of the game. But Trubisky can't make that throw. But you know what? He did, and that was a pick. But we're still in the game at that point. So I'm really not on Trubisky about that at all. I don't know. The reason I brought that up, I don't know if that factored into the decision with like 40 seconds left and two timeouts not to try to get in a field goal range. Yeah. Do you? I, yeah, I know. I know. I'm, no, I'm but a, do you think that that had an effect that yeah, you thought yeah, you do? I, yeah, I do think it had a, a bit of an effect. But here, here's the deal. I think overall, um, I think Nagy could have been more aggressive. I think we should have gone for it, maybe not left it up to the kicker. Um, most why were, why were we doing running plays, though? All day we were running the ball on a shotgun and stuff, and then you just set up to be so conservative to where the other team knows. There were no play actions. There was no bootlegs. Yeah. Trubisky's mobile enough. Why not try to get him out? We'll try, try not to make something happen? Well, there, there's no doubt about it for those who've watched the game that that final drive was much more conservative in, in play calling than the entire play calling for the whole game. But we, if we you, tightened up. If you have Goskowski, Adam Venateri, Robbie Golm, then you're fine with that. I'm fine with that decision. Even if they miss, I'm fine. We have Cody Parkey. What the hell are we doing? That was way too conservative and it got us beat and that pisses me off because we got Nagy to be not conservative, to go for it. And if you want to argue with me that he was not conservative, that's fine because that was conservative. We weren't even running out of shotgun. We were lining up under center when the whole world knew we were running the ball. They're like, oh, they haven't. <laughs> yeah, Trubisky hasn't been under center all day, but they're running the ball. And they loaded the box. Yeah, they sure did. Yep. I, I mean, I, I want to say in defense of Nagy, I really feel for most of the year his 
play calling has been brilliant. He's just had periods of time, and this was one of them, that the play calling got way too conservative. We got out of what we were doing well and but started he, doing something totally different. But did he not overthink himself? Because the play calling was not like that the whole game until the very end when he goes, shit, overtime. Yep. That's... And everything flipped around. Not at first, though. No. At first, we drove down the field on them throwing the ball. Yeah. And Tariq had a good run. What happened? It's like we got in the field goal range and we're like, just run it for three times. Yeah, I, I think I think we just tightened up totally when we should have loosened up. I think the play calling got tight. I think the formations got tight. I think everything came in when we should have actually said, let's spread the field. Let's see what we can get. I think I think on first and second down, we, we were just way, way too conservative. And on third, we ran all three times. Yeah, yeah. And then... If for those who weren't watching the game, then, you know, I don't want to give credit to our defense. Um, our defense looked so flat, but they, they still turned the ball over three times, and they kept us – a flat Bears defense kept us in the game the entire time. Imagine what a – just a ready-to-go Bears defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So there is hope for that. There There is. And, I you know, I don't think the injury to Max is going to be that big of a deal – but then, the, what? and if people aren't concerned about what I'm saying when I'm saying football happened, football happened for the, the Miami Dolphins. You want to take this one on what happened? <laughs> no, go ahead. No, tell them what happened with the pass, the long pass off the back. Brock Osweiler threw a ball that hit off a guy's helmet, and then oh. the Dolphins guy caught it. And that's how we got burnt. Yeah, yeah. Actually, when we what, missed the field goal, this is how we got yeah, beat. What, what I saw is it looked like it hit off one of our players' hand. Um, he was running with the receiver. Looked to me like it hit one of the Bears' hands, deflected, and the Miami receiver uh, caught the ball. And busted it for a big one. Yeah. Basically put him in field goal range. They ran the ball a couple times, hit a 47-yard field goal to beat us. Yeah. It was uh, it w- it was literally one of those days where you really thought, uh oh, you know, the other shoe's going to drop, and it and it did. That was the the feeling of almost the whole game. Where do you feel that we failed that? If you um, had to how, give a, if how you... about how about all aspects of the game? I think our our and and failing may be too strong a word. Our our defense looked extremely tired and slow but if you had to grade without going a b c and just going pass or fail you're giving fails all across the board all across the board i agree completely it was it was it was a failing grade pass fail all across the board from beginning to end from start to finish um we had periods of of really brilliant plays like the interceptions some of the passes by Trubisky were were so spot on, and I keep thinking I'm going to see that every single week. That's what I want to see when he throws that ball. He can throw it on a dime, and when he hits people in stride, really good things happen. When the pocket is clean, he really looked pretty good sometimes. And then there are other times that he, he only, stares. He only missed ten passes. Yeah, I know. I know. I think that was good. At, the only thing that scares me about him, and I said it before, and I think there's other Bear fans that see it, I hope 
that his habit of staring down his receiver and throwing into double coverage is something that that he can be coached out of. He only missed, he st- still does that a little too much. Yeah, sorry, he only missed nine passes. He's with 22 for 31, yeah. 316 yards. He averaged 10.2 yards a pass, three TDs, one interception. So even though we've been critical of Trubisky, I, I got to say, overall, he had a better game than than uh, what I expected. The first half, though, was pretty miserable. Yeah, it was. It was. He still got a touchdown pass though in that first yeah, half. Yeah, he did. But here's the thing though: through two games, that's nine TDs and one interception. Yeah, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I, I he, I, like I said, I just feel like everything was flat. I felt like the reason I kind of blame Nagy for this loss is because you felt it teetering. And you felt it, but Trubisky was hot, man. He was he he was like players were open. I mean, I also like want to talk about the good things Nagy did, and I I don't think we're touching on this. Yeah, let's do. Um, he is using Taylor Gabriel in a way Atlanta never did, and it is a beautiful thing, folks. When Anthony Miller, so when Anthony Miller was out with that shoulder injury, he would play Taylor. Taylor was basically in the slot the whole time. He splits Taylor out, and I, I'm not lying. I did not even think this would happen, but you're starting to see it because we, because Kansas City does the same thing. We made Taylor the number two wide receiver, and that game he was catching balls and he was making plays and he was out running. And if Trubisky can get on the same page as him, I mean, he started too late. He threw a nice bomb to him earlier. But Trubisky, man, he he Trubisky has a real hard problem with hitting people when they're open. And I don't know why, because Taylor Gabriel was covered. And Trubisky threw it up to the little man. And the little man back shoulder, he jumps, catches the ball back shoulder, and lands. I mean, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was. And, and you know, you bring up a real good point about him and and uh, Gabriel, I believe that game, and, and you can check the stats, but I'm pretty sure that Gabriel had almost 100 yards and I believe five targets and four catches. No, he had five catches for 110 yards. Okay. Average 22 yards a catch, long of 54. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's a real field stretcher, and every team needs that, and... I think we're starting to see the character of the team develop in terms of the receivers and their roles. And so, you know, it's going to be interesting, really, really going to be interesting as we move forward here, because in some ways, I'm going to say that this Bears defense had a bad day. And I'll compare that to Jacksonville. If anybody saw the Jacksonville-Dallas game um, you you, yeah, you, wow. you could hardly you could hardly even believe that it was uh, Dallas uh, playing Jacksonville because Jacksonville just gave up everything in the world, especially with the slot receivers. So I'm going to say that our Bears had a really really bad game. I'm going to call it a day, but I think there was quite a bit of growth on the offensive side, and you know what? We should be feeling okay about moving forward into that next game. Yeah, and we can talk about that now. I think that's enough Miami heartbreak. And 
that was one I felt like we really needed to win because I feel like this is going to be one that we could really lose. Now, I know people aren't going to understand this at first, but I need to talk about this. I, I, I am not just a fan of the Chicago Bears. I am a diehard fan of the Bears, but I am a fan of football, so I will watch football. Last night, the 49ers played the Green Bay Packers, and I was a Niners fan. And so was everyone else that was a Bears fan. And what ticked me off about that game and just... Other than the fact that the Packers... The Packers ended up winning. But we need to start thinking more like everyone wants to copy Belichick. But no one copies him. But guess what, people? It's not effing hard. Okay? It's really, really not. Remember way back in the day when he went for it against Peyton Manning and it was a fourth and one and they didn't get it and the Colts ended up winning and Belichick goes, well, you know, with a player, we didn't want, we didn't want number 18 to touch the ball again. Everyone mocked him. Well, guess what? We need to continue to do that when we come up and play the Patriots. And this all ties in. The 49ers... They can say they blew the game all they want, and they did, but I liked Shanahan's play calling. I don't care what people say. He threw the ball. Yeah, it got intercepted. The ball got intercepted on the 10-yard line, okay? Green Bay intercepted on the 10-yard line. He was trying to end the game by throwing the ball, where most people would have ran. We have seen Aaron Rodgers do this time and time again. Folks, I am not ashamed a minute. When that interception happened and there was time left on the clock... And I saw that Green Bay had no timeouts but still had all that time. I went to bed. I went to bed. And I watched the highlights later because I said a guy that good. Number Aaron Rodgers. He, he, on his fake gimpy leg. Yeah, I said it. He busted out a run during that game for 20 yards. He's faking it. Milking the clock. Drama boy. Little Raj. But he's good. He's damn good. And I will give him all that credit all day. I went to bed. I knew what would happen. This all ties in. Let's talk about the Patriots. We have to get aggressive. We cannot let number 12. If anyone watched the Kansas City game, the Patriots didn't punt the ball, guys. Yeah. They never punted. Yeah. And that was here, a hell of a game. Here Now, I have a great deal of respect for Andy Reid, the Kansas City coach. But I tell you what – what we cannot do is Belichick will allow you to get field goal after field goal after field goal, but you can't beat the Patriots with field goals. No, and Andy Reid learned that the hard way. And and absolutely, that's what happened to them because they will give that to you all day. They'll take seven, you take three. They'll take seven, you take three. I don't know about it, but the last time I was in math class, the guys that kept getting seven got a whole lot more Points in the guys that got three. Yeah. And we need to come out. I think we have some strengths in this game. But I want to ask you, do you think it hurts us that they play Kansas City right before us because we run very similar offenses? You know, I think it does a little. Um, and even uh, Belichick came out and, and stated in the press that he thought that the Chicago Bears offense looked a whole lot like what Andy Reid's offense looked like. So that scares me. So you know he 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 knows that, and he is going to he is the whether you like this guy or not. Okay, 
I don't care. He's a great coach. He may not be uh, the guy you want to go have a beer with, all right, or the guy, (laughs) if you're a reporter, that you want to have an after-the-game interview with, but the guy knows his stuff, and he will be prepared for us. And I think Nagy has to take the stand that we are going to get ultra-aggressive, and that means that when it's – you know, fourth and two, you just don't punt. If you're anywhere within striking distance, you go for it. You got to rely on that. I'm with you. You got to rely on our defense. Yeah. yeah. You got to say, hey, guys, we're going to go for it because even if we don't, they're pinned back. Right. Because how many times do you see it where then you punt, maybe they get a good return, maybe they fair catch it, and then all of a sudden, three, five, six plays later, you're like, oh, wow, they're past where we would have given them the ball. Here, here's and the- people go, oh, well, you wouldn't have known that. Well, okay, if you want to play that game, we also wouldn't have known if we would have gotten the first down or not. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. Trubisky's getting better. And I, I as a Chicago Bears fan, am so grateful that he's getting better. I still say that if you put Brady up against Trubisky and you go into a shootout, that Brady wins the shootout. He shouldn't. He seriously should not win this shootout with the defense we have compared to their defense. But guess what? The Patriots always seem to do it. I think it hurts us. I think it hurts us that they saw a little bit of Kansas City. I think Nagy's good enough to get people open. I think that We'll be ready for them, yeah. and they'll be ready for us. Here's something that I feel will help us. Now, they didn't have Justin Houston, and they were still getting their best pass rusher. Kansas City was still getting some pressure on Brady. We have to get pressure on Brady. You know why? We don't have to hit him. Brady's smart. He's old. He'll just go down. He will duck, and he won't try to extend the play. Just get to him. If we can do that, we can win the game. Absolutely. He's not mobile. Get to him. Yeah. We have to get, if we have to, we have to be careful on the blitz. It'd be nice if we could get to him without the blitz. But if we can disguise, it's, I mean, it's going to be, I say disguise the blitz. I mean, Tom Brady's seen everything, you know. But you know what? Maybe we can get, I have faith. But I, I, I have faith, but I'm, I'm very, very scared because they played Kansas City first, and Kansas City lost, and they put up 40 points. Yeah. Well, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, almost every game people talk about, well, you got to put pressure on the quarterback. I think with a guy like Brady, who's so cool under pressure, that if you give a guy like him all day to throw that pass, I guarantee you, he'll find Edelman, he'll find... Gordon, he'll find everyone, and and he'll he'll carve us up. So one, the pressure on the defense has to be there. Two, we have to play great special teams. But the third thing, let's talk about offense. What do we need to do on offense? Because see, as here's my view: when Tom Brady's not out on the field, that's a very good thing. And I don't know. If we ought to try to have these huge drives, um, our huge short drives, we, we pass twice in a touchdown. It's thrilling. It's exciting. But don't we want to burn the clock on offense because to keep Brady off the field? Fourth quarter. I think anything prior to the fourth quarter. I think we score fast in the beginning. 
If we have to score, we score. So it does. I don't think it matters. So you're okay. First three quarters, we have a track race, back and forth, back and forth. Fourth quarter, no, we, we I, tighten no, up. no, 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 no. I don't want a track race. No, 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 no. I don't. Our defense is not as bad as Kansas City. I am saying here's the key. Don't worry about scoring too fast. Here's what happens. We get a punt. We need to score. That has to be a turnover. We have to tell everyone in that locker room that that is a turnover. We just made them punt. That is a turnover. We have to go capitalize. If we do not, we will get beat. Yeah. We cannot sit there and we cannot act like, okay, we'll punt it back and forth with them. No, they punted. Now, they did not punt at all last week. They were at home and playing the worst defense in the league. We should be able to make them punt. The Colts made them punt, for crying out loud. We should be able to make them punt. Yeah. Well, I'll uh, just one correction. Tampa Bay, worst defense in the league. Uh, Are you sure? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, I was just looking at this before we got on the podcast, and Tampa Bay is allowing so many pass y- passing yards that they're not only the worst defense this year, but they're on pace to be the worst defense in NFL history. Okay, but also, to be fair, Kansas City's averaging 500. Their defense is allowing 500 yards a game. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's, that's a shitload. We can't. Yeah. And I think we got our butts whooped in Miami, and I think we need to come out strong and tough. I'm more, I want to stay optimistic, but I, I'm going to stick with my original conclusion. I think, unfortunately, at the end of the day, guys, we go to 3-3. Three and three. Uh, I'm afraid so. I, I agree with that. I tell you what, though, it's going to say a lot about us if we can keep this game competitive. Um, it, if we can do that and um, move forward, we might be able to claim, I hate to say this, a moral victory. Um, I, and I, don't, I disagree. I'm going to completely disagree with that statement. Moral victory from going to three and one to three and three. There is it's it's winner. Oh, we're already at three and two, so it's just just no. One I'm more. saying from going yeah, but that's a big one more from three and one entering a bye week to then losing two weeks in a row and then getting the division. We were on, we're on top of the division still right now. There is no moral victory. This is the same old shit. That's what that's going to be. Because we have a downhill struggle from here. Yeah, it, it'll be tough. We, it do, it'll it be does tough. not get easy. I mean, look at the schedule when we go. There's a point in the schedule where we go Detroit, Vikings, Detroit. Yeah. Three weeks, three divisional games. That will We be cannot lose. That Those those games will be huge. Here, Here's my prediction. I believe, honestly, that our defense gets back on track against the Patriots. I believe we put up a very competitive game with them. I am hoping for a win, but I am afraid that we could very well lose. But we have games this year that's going to like the Patriots. This is defining to see where we're at, to see where the Patriots are. That's kind of what I meant by the moral victory. It's 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 are we able to keep track of that? I mean, come on, man. If if we lose, what does it say? What does that say? If if they put up 28 points against us, I'm going to be pissed. You have an aging Tom Brady. You have, I mean, yes, he has weapons. Yes, it's that. But how good is our defense then? That's my thing. How good is our defense again? Because we are at home. Well, it's not 28 points in New England. We are home. I agree. I agree. And I think Matt Nagy is going to have the team prepared. I think that's in our favor. Nagy, 
I believe is a very, very solid good coach. We may disagree with some of the choices he makes, but overall, I think he's an he's a very solid coach. I think the Bears defense is going to get back on track. I think our offense is improving. So I don't necessarily see things going downhill. I see our play getting ratcheted up, and I see us getting ready for the Patriots. And I think we're going to play them close. I think we're going to play them competitively. And I'm honestly looking forward to the game. Uh, I, I really am. I'm looking forward to it. I'm nervous as hell, though, man. I mean, we got to win. They're 4-2. and two, We're 3-2. and two. We got to beat them. Yeah. That's all there is to it. If we don't beat them, then we're at home against the Jets the following week. Now, I'm not trying to get too far ahead of ourselves, but who knows what you're going to get with the Jets. Yeah, well, who knows? Jets are a little bit like Buffalo. You don't. Yeah, you don't. Who play, then we play you, you after that? Then we play Buffalo after that. Yeah, I just realized we play that whole division in a row. We do. We but play. then, then after the Bills, that's what I talk about. Then we goes Lions, Vikings, Lions. Then we get a break by going to the Jet Giants. The game everyone should circle on their calendar, depending on how healthy we are is we play the Rams at home. We play the Rams at home on December 9th. Oh, wow. I hope it snows. I don't care what it does. I want to see how good we can hold because I feel like we're better than what we are. I feel like people think we're kind of fraudy. And I just would really like to see where we come out on. I mean, I know I'm jumping the gun, but like I said, I'm a little nervous. I'm I'm really nervous about the Patriots game. I hope we can beat them. If we can beat them and we start to build momentum and get on a roll, I'm good with it. If not, I'm scared. I'm very scared if we cannot. Yeah. I I think it would be just a huge boost for the entire team to walk out of Soldier Field with a, a win on the Patriots. I think that kind of momentum could easily move us into the middle part of our schedule in a very, very good place. New, New England's a staple. You can you, you tell, yeah, I, I, we beat them, we can beat anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So yeah. We'll, we'll, see how, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, we'll be back Sunday and check in. You got anything else? I think we're good. think we covered it. Um, uh, all I got to say is uh, bear down, bear fans. Yeah. And also, before we take off too, you know, this was a bad week. But there's some positives to look at. I think Trubisky is he's starting to f- come into the fold. And I really hope he can keep it up. This is the big test. This is the big one. Because who do you take away on the Bears' offense? Because that's what Belichick yeah. does. And my answer is Trubisky. If you think about it, look at our stats. Look at everything. He spreads the ball to everyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got one important question before we close the show and that is I've not been wearing my number 10 jersey I've had it off the last couple weeks has number 10 played well enough for me to put that jersey on on Sunday against I, I the wait, Pats I wait I wait all right I wait right. you haven't put it on yet all right the jersey you... stays in the closet however if we beat the Pats is that worthy of me to get that out of the closet it depends and put on how it on? he plays we'll see how he plays all right all right. But uh, do you agree, though? 
that's the one they're going to try to take Trubisky out, right? Oh, you better believe it. So that that's the one weapon. So it's kind of comes all down. It doesn't kind of all come down to him. It comes down to everyone in their team. But I hope Trubisky's on his game because that's who they're going to key in on taking out. They're going to key on disguises, flustering him at the line. So we'll see. Um, I see. I see lots of blitzes. Honestly. Yeah. yeah, I do too. All right, guys. Well, we got a big one coming up, so we should. Uh, <laughs> Have the beer on standby. That's all I can say. (laughs) All right. Take care. All right. That's all for this week. Remember, folks, bear down.